0: Welcome to Let's Talk. Here we will focus on the hustle, the juggle, and everyday struggle of small business. We will be here every week talking to small business owners about their everyday struggles, stresses, and ways they have been able to overcome the challenges of running their business. We welcome questions and comments, so please feel free to email us at admin at com. We hope you enjoy, and above all, We hope it helps. Welcome to the hustle, juggle, and struggle of small business. My name is Thalia Williams, and I am your host for this particular episode. We want to thank our sponsor, Pontum Financial, connecting your financial dots for assisting us in this endeavor. So today on our show, we have a very phenomenal young lady. Her name is Marcella Freeman. She is the founder and owner of of Burn It in 30. So welcome, Marcella.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Wonderful. So tell us about your business. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: I have been in the fitness industry for 19 years. And the reason why I started coaching and getting involved with fitness was because since high school I got involved in soccer and then track, and I really liked that time for myself to disconnect from anything else. And I really enjoy how I felt after exercising. So I kept doing that. And in 2011 is when I started doing personal training and I got involved in CrossFit. And then I became a CrossFit coach. And then I was doing that. Then I started competing in bodybuilding. Really? Um, yes. I did the bikini division. So with that, I was able to get my pro card in like three months. So I competed for about five years. So I got very involved in the fitness industry. I got a job with a supplement company in town. Did that for a couple of years. And then I got to the point where I wanted to do fitness full-time as far as coaching and training um, women. So in 2015, I decided to quit my job. And that's when I went full-time on my own. And 2016, I launched Burn it and 30. And the reason why I did that and the reason the way Burn it and 30 is uh, structured is because after doing it for five years already, I was doing personal training. I was doing boot camps. I was doing CrossFit. And I noticed that a lot of my clients were not getting the results they wanted because they either will pay for personal training, and they wouldn't show up. Or they will do a boot camp, but it was only twice a week, and that was not enough, right? So I wanted to create something that will in- include everything that women need needed to be successful. So I did small group training, which it was more of a personal training experience, but with a group of women. So it was a small group of six ladies. And Adding that accountability or that community aspect was a big thing Mm -hmm. because the ladies really felt like they had a group of friends. They were waiting for them to work out together. So that was great. Um, And then I added the nutrition aspect. So from giving them coaching, teaching them how to eat better, how to cook better at home, how to enjoy the foods that they actually like, right? Right. And then I also included uh, within the program um, that mindset and positivity, self-love aspect of fitness. I became a life coach as well, so I wanted to make sure I could give my clients a well-rounded program so that they could really see the results they needed. And not only that, but actually keep the results, right? Because a lot of the times I, I hear... That they spend, you know, 30, 60 days dieting and they lose 20 pounds, 30 pounds, and then they gain it right back because they were starving themselves or that they were overdoing it or they were just not doing it the sustainable way. So, over the years of knowing the struggles and me. Going through my own struggles, that's why I feel so passionate about what I do. And that's why I started Burning in 30. And I think I went off topic, <laughs> but I just wanted to give you an idea of what I'm doing. Um, and in my personal journey, when I started competing in the bodybuilding world, I had to diet really, really strictly because I had to lose a lot of body fat, right? So I will lose 20, about 20 to 20 pounds to compete. And I had to do super strict dieting and a lot of exercise. So I was working out two to three hours a day, seven days a week. I was eating very low calories to get to a stage, to be on the stage for 10 seconds, and then be judged on the way my body looked, right? So after doing that so many times, and you see how other girls you know, look amazing, and then the judges will tell you, "Well, she had better legs than you, or she had better abs than you," so you didn't win. You know, so it can really mess with your head. So after noticing that I was getting a really unhealthy cycle of dieting and, I guess, body image, I decided to stop competing. Um, and I, I think my last show was in twenty six. No, it was twenty seventeen. When I competed for the last time, and I needed to just stop because I was competing just to lose that weight again. Because I will lose it and then gain it right back. So, after every competition, I will go and eat to a restaurant and will eat so much that I could gain those 10, 20 pounds in a matter of two weeks. And it was just a really bad cycle. So. Me going through that struggle, bench eating, having a really bad relationship with food, and my body, I decided to work on myself and just stop competing. And then I got really sick. I had gallbladder issues. I had to get surgery. So I kind of couldn't really compete anymore. And then I got pregnant.
0: (laughs) That'll make you not be able to compete either, won't it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that answered your question as far as a little bit about me.
0: Yeah, it is. And that's interesting because I can see why you would offer this particular type of service or product because of your passion for health and nutrition. And the journey you went through made you like, oh, no. And then seeing through the personal aspect of you working with women previously, that binging, that cycle, that Uh yo-yo stuff, it really tugged at your heart.
1: Yes. And I see it i I want to say probably ninety percent of us women go through it at some point in our lives, and I experienced I experienced it myself and then I also got to see it through a lot of my clients. I had a lot of clients that will come to me pretty much crying telling me I just don't know what to do. I keep you know losing weight, gaining weight I'm in this yo-yoing and I am so scared I don't know what to do I feel you know, lost. And that's when I kept, you know, getting that fire in me to help those women that want to get out of that cycle and finally have food freedom, finally have a good body image and feel happy, feel strong and feel confident. It doesn't matter like if you still have weight to lose, but just knowing that you love your body in every stage and every step of the way, right? Because that's that's the biggest struggle is helping women change that mindset and then the weight loss will come, you know? Cuz most of my clients come to me for weight loss and then once they're in it, they're like, "Oh, wow, like I didn't realize I needed to change my mindset. I needed to change my my relationship with food, my relationship with my body." And that's the beauty of what we do.
0: Chris Hall from Pontum Financial here in the studio. Let's talk about business transitions. What is that exactly?
2: Most of the business owners, whenever we meet them, they've worked for decades to build a business or a product or a service, and they never really gave too much thought to what the out is. Every business owner gets started. That should be one of the primary things that they consider. They should have different outs planned at different intervals, but let's be realistic. We don't really do that myself included. So, whenever you start to think about business transition, it's going to be one of several things. It could be retirement, it could be just wanting to get out of the business and do something else. It could be transitioning it to a family member or keeping it in the family. And those are some of the crucial conversations that you need to have with both family and yourself, frankly, to see what you want. Some business owners want to continue a legacy. They want that name to be carried on. So, that really has an impact on sale of the business, unless it's to only family, which maybe your sons or daughters have a problem with that as well. They may not like the name. All these things run through a business owner's mind numerous times throughout the day, and most of them just never know what first step to take.
0: Well, if we want information, how can we reach out to you?
2: Our phone number is 210-625-4845. You can look at our websites, pontumfinancial.com, P-O-N-T-E-M, financial.com, or you can find us on LinkedIn and Facebook.
0: Chris Hall is a partner with Pontum Financial and offers securities and investment products and services through Waddell & Reed, Inc., W-R-I, member FINRA slash S-I-P-C. Pontum Financial is a separate entity from W-R-I. So what have been some of your challenges in running your business? I think the
1: biggest challenge has been trying to do it all myself. You know, um, I have a really hard time delegating stuff or even asking for help. And, you know, I started in 2016. That's when we started in January. So from doing the marketing, the running the business, the being the coach, trying to do it all myself, I've had help, and even at this point I have help, but I'm still struggling trying to making sure I have the systems down so then I can delegate, so then I can get help from my team.
0: I can imagine that when you started this baby of yours and the dream that you had for it, it was like, okay, it's going to do this, it's going to impact this is going to impact that, but you had no idea how much you would actually take and all the other components that you might have needed to make it as successful as you vision envisioned it to be. Um, Why do you persist? Why do you keep, what keeps you going? My clients. Mm.
1: Yes. Even during this time, um, we had to pivot and make a lot of changes uh, with a pandemic going, going on. And, I could have given up already because I had to let go of what my one, like, employee I had. And she was a big part of it. And I had to figure out how to keep doing everything, right, without that help. And I feel like I had a lot of people ask me, like, why do you keep doing it? Like, you're barely sleeping. And on top of it, I have a baby, right? Um, And I just keep saying, like, it really is my clients just hearing – them thank me like that I'm changing their lives I feel like every time I see or hear a success story or they tell me like I feel so much happier I feel so much better that gets me like gives me going and of course you know besides that I really love what I do I'm passionate about it and it's something that also gives me flexibility to spend time with my daughter which is very important to me and my family.
0: Gotcha. I totally understand. So now we talk about, this is a good segue, how critical is support to you? You talk about your daughter, you talk about your family, those people that are in your corner, but how critical is support?
1: It's very critical, (laughs) yes. And I am very blessed to say that I have, you know, a group of women who are in it with me right now. I'm starting to restructure my team and start, you know, creating those systems that are needed so then that they can start helping me. And they see it. A lot of them just notice how hard I was working, and they will come and ask, like, how can we help you? So I know that the support is there, and there's a lot of women who are there for my support, and I think my job now is to be able to communicate better with them, have a better structure, and create those systems so then that we can, you know, keep growing
0: true enough did you ever have a uh, or when you were growing up did you ever think you'd be an entrepreneur
1: I think so I I remember ever since I was gosh like 12 I was already like trying to work and sell like you know I will buy candy and sell it to my friends um I started my first side business here when I was 19 and ever since then, I always, like, I had a full-time job with a corporation. I always had something on the side, like, trying to make extra money. And then finally, in twenty, the end of 2015 is when I, I decided to take the leap.
0: Literally the leap, <laughs> the plunge, didn't you? Yeah. Wow. So tell me about a failure that you learned from.
1: So I think, you know, I don't see it as failure. I feel like a lot of it is just a learning experience and it's allowed me to grow and learn. I think failure or something that I can tell you I learned from has been leadership or maybe, you know, even losing uh, team members or something like that because I wasn't a good team leader. Um, and it's something that I've learned to be a better communicator. And that's something that I feel. Besides business, is something I've learned as a you know as human and as a mom, as a wife, to be better communicating, and that that's something I can think of right now. Okay,
0: all right. So tell us about a success that you may have learned from something that has just taken you literally over the moon with your business.
1: I think at this point is knowing that I'm making an impact uh, with. Thirty. I when I first started, and just to give you a little bit more background, I started by renting space at a gym in 2016, and I was there for a year. Then in 2017, I was under a sublease, so a friend was trying to get rid of her lease. So I was I went in for about eight months to kind of see if that's something I wanted to do because I feel like I always was scared of that brick and mortar commitment um, because I wanted to make sure I was that was it like that's what I wanted to really do and comes to the end of 2017 I was burned out I was very tired of working from 5 a.m. until 8 p.m. and I had just gotten married I barely saw my husband and I was like you know what I'm just gonna take this online I'm gonna do the, the program online I wasn't in love with the location where I was at and so I did. I decided not to um, sign that lease or because she wanted to just get rid of it. Um, and I went online. And then like two weeks later, I was like, um, I need to see my clients. <laughs> like I really missed that human connection and that human interaction. And I feel like almost like I felt like I was depressed <laughs> cuz I needed to see them. I went from seeing 60 clients to like not seeing them at all and just seeing them on, online it just wasn't working for me. So I went back to training in 2018 um but it was just personal training. And I think one t- one day a, f- a client of mine came back to train with me and it was her first um it was her first day co- training with me again and she started crying in the middle of the session. And I went up to her. I was like, what's going on? And she told me, "Well, I'm just. It's so hard to start over because she had stopped working out for a while." And she told me, "I'm so disgusted with myself," and she was crying. And she didn't want to keep like working out. So when she told me that, I she broke my heart just hearing those words and seeing how sad she felt. That that's the moment when I decided to bring Bernard and thirty back and fully. Offer what I had in my mind of what Burner and thirty was, having its own location and having um you know the dietitian in 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 the place and having workshops and having that safe space where it was just us right it was our home, and I think it that was the moment when I got like my aha moment like this is what I wanna do, and that's when I started looking for. You know, I have a physical location and we found a space and then I got a loan and then, you know, here we are. <laughs> um, so I want to say as far as success, like we're nowhere near where we need to be, like where I see myself. But I do know that it's been every year, you know, we've grown or we've become better. We've made the program better. And just to say that now we have that location and we still going that's good me that's a success
0: no doubt (laughs) yes so is that what success looks like for you or do you define success another way
1: I feel like I I define success by knowing I'm doing my best and I am impacting a bigger group of women or more women um, and knowing that there is that fulfillment you know knowing that I'm making an impact and I'm doing my best
0: that's good. That's real good. So if you had to do it all over again, what would you do differently, if anything? I think if I could
1: do one thing differently, it will be to start with a more structured business. And I think as an entrepreneur in a small business, of a lot of entrepreneurs I know, I feel like they're on the same page as me as far as like, being all over the place and you're trying to do everything and the systems are not in place. And if I could start all over, I will make sure that's in place like systems and what we're doing each day instead of trying to figure it, figure it out like every day, every day. Right. <laughs> yes.
0: Almost like, okay, I'm starting over all over every day, all over, yes. starting over versus having systems, like you say, in place to assist you in moving forward instead of feeling like you're spinning your wheels by doing the same thing, over and over and trying to get ahead but you didn't get it together the day before now you got to try and do it again and i got you
1: okay yes and i feel like you know even a lot of times when you have a corporation or when i work for corporate or if like if there's a franchise or things like that you have those systems already given to you and you follow them and you have someone that's telling you what to do but when it's just you and it's like okay (laughs) let's let's Create the systems. so let's make sure you follow the systems and that they're easy enough for others to follow so that
0: they can help you. Right, exactly, exactly. So tell us, what's on the horizon? What, what do you got up your sleeve, Ms. Marcella?
1: <laughs> so in April, well, actually mid-March, I uh, launched our online program, which I had started in 2017 when I told you that I wanted to do it. But then once we opened the in-person program, I stopped doing the online because I had just had a baby. So <laughs> I signed a lease for this location, and then a month later, I found out I was pregnant. So I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so with the online program, you know, starting back up this March, I have had a really good success with it. I've had, you know, most of my clients are doing the online right now. And then now I have people from outside of San Antonio, from corpus to florida to new york i have some people in california and arizona and just knowing that we're now making a bigger impact outside of our doors i feel like that's one of the biggest things we want to continue to improve and grow is our online program and as far as the next five years, my goal is to eventually buy land and build our own location where I'm not leasing, but it will be more like a plaza for a fitness plaza. So then I can have in 30 and be able to have other spaces for rent for other fitness or health providers like chiropractors or uh, massage therapists and other things like that. So then now we can, you know have a space that's our own and then rent to other spaces and from there just there's so much that we have in you know as far as in our vision from creating more um, cooking classes more videos more programs to help different stages of your fitness journey for different women. So right now it's just trying to stay on track with um, restructuring all of our onboarding process and our follow-up process, which is I'm doing right now. I'm switching over to a new op- application and software. And then from there, it's just I feel like there's so much that we have in, in, in
0: store. <laughs> it's coming, right? It, <laughs> it is, just, it's, yes. it's in that five-year plan. It is, yes. Excellent. So tell us, you, do you have any advice for our audience, any words of last words of wisdom you'd like to offer them?
1: Yes, I think – It goes back to doing something that you really love doing or that you feel passionate about. Um, That might be your field or that might be knowing that you're helping someone else succeed in whatever they do, right? So if you love what you do, I feel like you'll find a way to be successful. And regardless of what struggles you go through, just... You know, remember why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something that's kept me going.
0: <laughs> that's good. So yeah. tell us, how can we get a hold of you? How can we reach out to you at Burn and 30? Yes,
1: yeah, so I am on social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, and it's just Marcella Freeman. Or you can just email me at Marcella, Marcella at BurnItin30.com.
0: And Marcella is spelled?
1: M-A-R-C-E-L-A.
0: Right, because I put a double L in there and would miss it every time, I promise you. <laughs> I promise you. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Marcella. It's so good thank to have you. you on our show. We look forward to seeing you soar beyond, okay, with Burn and in 30 and reach those five-year goals, 10-year goals even. Okay, well, once again, thank you so much for coming. Once again, this has been the uh, Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business by David B. Plemons CPA. Thank you, and we look forward to chatting with you again soon. For more information about any of our guests, or if you have questions and comments, please email us at admin at PlemonsCPA.com. And don't forget to check out our website, PlemonsCPA.com for upcoming events and workshops in San Antonio.
3: David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by David B. Plemons CPA, Inc., The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the hustle, juggle and struggle of small business podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or their concepts or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by David B. Plemons CPA Inc. Employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the views of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. or any of its officials. You should always consult your own investment advisors, attorneys and accountants before making any decisions concerning your financial matters. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our office. Chris Hall is a partner with Pontum Financial and offers securities and investment products and services through Waddell & Reed, Incorporated, WRI, member FINRA SIPC. Pontum Financial is a separate entity from WRI. Waddell & Reed is not affiliated with David C. Plemons' CPA. Waddell & Reed Financial Advisors are able to offer insurance products through arrangements Waddell & Reed has made with outside insurance companies. The information presented on this podcast is solely for informational purposes and is not to be constructed as an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to buy any financial product or service mentioned. Any opinions expressed are those of Chris Hall and are subject to change based on market and other conditions. For more detailed information regarding any of the topics discussed on today's podcast, please call 210 625 Four eight four five, or visit pontumfinancial.com. Waddell and Reed does not offer tax or legal advice. Please consult with a professional prior to making any financial decisions.
2: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.